0: Welcome to the Capgemini Oracle Cloud Podcast Series. Oracle entered the cloud market in 2012 and is expanding now heavily in all three main cloud areas, Software as a Service, Platform as a Service and Infrastructure as a Service, also known as SaaS, PaaS and EAS. In this series we will walk through the different cloud products, how SaaS and PaaS can be combined together and discuss their uses in projects. My name is Leon Smears, I'm a Solution Architect within Capgemini and Oracle ACE. Okay, hello. This is uh, Leon Smears at Oracle Open World in San Francisco, t- sitting together with Luis Weir. Uh, we'll be discussing microservices, APIs, and API management. Uh, Luis, can you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, hi. I'm Luis Weir. I'm uh, part of Capgemini, a uh, cloud team implementing, you know, past solutions in the Oracle cloud. Uh, and I'm an Oracle Ads director. And a geek. Uh, very geek,
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the first one. We are coming from a monolith environment. Then we needed to go to a layered environment with uh, so and et cetera. And now suddenly we need to go to uh, a new microservices environment. Why do we need it? So first of all, let me
1: just uh, take a step back, right? Even in the legacy environment, you had layers, right? So you have, for example, in the couple of days, right, you, have, you, have, you even had hypervisors, right, and you had kick programs and all. I mean, I'm not a legacy expert, but I know that there were layers, right, and you could even expose kick programs as a web service, for example. You can do that today. So the main reason why, you know, maybe you need to move to a microservice environment is to gain more flexibility, flexibility and autonomy, right, in the software that you're building, right, and the capabilities that that software is delivering. Microservices is not a silver bullet. I don't think, for example, you need to rewrite a financial system in microservice. What would be the value in doing that? Is an organization going to differentiate itself by having a microservice-based financial system? Okay. I don't think so. so. So I think it's important that we understand really where microservices fit, which yeah. use cases are best delivered with a microservice architecture. And in my opinion, right, it could be those uh, capabilities that are going to kind of give an edge to the organization, so I can give the example, for example, of, of, of Netflix or Twitter, where scaling, right, and, and, and rapid uh, deployment was, you know, was critical, right, as John Cock from, uh, Adrian Cock from, sorry, from Netflix said, you know, speed wins in the marketplace, right, especially in that type of market, uh, getting that, uh, realizing that speed really implied you know, making changes both technologically, architecturally, and organizationally, and I think microservices really, you know, deliver value and are a very, very good fit for this type of uh, environment, so where this is required. Another use case that I can highlight is, for example, if you have a big COBOL-based base system that that you know is probably you know delivering core business functions within I don't know could be a financial organization or or anything right that needs to be upgraded or modernized is the right term right and uh, and uh, you cannot really do a big band right so you need to kind of slice and dice the functionality you can use bounded context for that and then each functionality or capability can be implemented as a microservice. The the idea here is that you can incrementally, or let's say, eat the elephant one piece at a time. I think microservices architecture are quite nicely suited if you look at it from, as I said, technology, organization, architecturally to address this type of use cases.
0: Okay, so um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you're saying that microservices are for the Part of the innovation where the speed and agility in, a, in, in an organization is needed, but still we can use standard out of the box applications to combine things all together. Is, uh, is, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. But the other use case I added is, uh, is an interesting one because you're not using microservices architectures necessarily to, to, uh, to implement a system of innovation, right? Or a system of differentiation. You are using it to modernize a legacy. That has a core yeah. business functions, right? Yeah. Some of which, you know, might be needed to differentiate. For example, if it is an insurance company and it's a system that you know, is for policy management or case management, right, it could be some parts of these systems are, let's say, less uh, sexy, but others, uh, you know, are really pro- not, not allowing the organization to come up with new offerings or, you know, innovative uh, uh, propositions because it's yeah. just, you know, difficult to change. So, So, okay. yeah.
0: And, and if we look at, at, at the microservice, uh, how big should it be or how small should it be? The term uh, resembles very, something very small, but um, how, how big or small? Yeah, it be?
1: that's a million dollar question. I think where the complexity really lies, and there's yeah. a very very good uh, book about that by Eric Evans called Domain Driven Design. In my view, right, we should, If you let me use an example. I don't know if you're familiar with ETOM. Uh, is a telecom a process map that really you know provides a very nice way to break down all the processes at different levels within our organization right yeah. so if you look at Eton right and you go for example at level one, you have something that 's called you know customer management, which is super high level but then you go to the next level is customer relationship management and then you go to the third level and then you have loyalty, for example I think you know in the microservice world you need to use a bounded context concept, and I think the bounded bounded uh, context concept, right, should be to the level whereby uh, cap- business capabilities, right, are grouped in a way or separated in a way uh, based on how they evolve. So yeah. in other words, things that change together should be kept together in a bounded context, and things that change for a different reason, then they should be taken out of that bounded context and added either to a different bounded context or cre- or, or new tone bounded context. Okay. And of course, uh, then you need to really understand the domain to which this applies, because it could be different levels right yeah. so it's a bit tricky and, uh, and I have to admit you know, that's something that I'm still you know, kind of uh, educating myself because it's a complex topic yeah. but I think it's an opportunity for architects right, that we really wish to get into, into microservice without necessarily getting into the code thing to, to work in, the, in this type of problem statement because I think this is where things can really go wrong if you don't define your band context right you can end up in, you know, introducing uh, complexity okay. and, and, and actually the value of microservice can be diminished I think
0: Okay, and can you tell us something about um, how you think teams should operate uh, in terms uh, with microservices? Is it just develop and throw over the wall and then run away? Or is it more in a DevOps type that you run, keep the maintenance, and then run again and et cetera?
1: The latter. I mean, uh, there's nothing in microservices around, you know, throw it around, uh, against the wall and then you have a big team offshore or something doing that support. That's, that's not the mentality. It's, it's, uh, it's more about, if I can use an analogy, you know, you do the recipe, you cook it, you eat it, you clean the dishes, and then you do it all over again. Yeah. So basically, you know, the team should be... Because ideally, you should have been able to find the right size for that capability. Yeah. So you, the team shouldn't be that big, right? Uh, typically, you know, I think it was Amazon that came up with the idea of the two, size, two large size pizza and not having more people that can eat them. So it could be around, I don't know, five to, to ten people size team, right? And, uh, and, uh, and that's a team that should be owning that capability end-to-end.
0: And when you look at microservices, they expose your information via, uh, via APIs. We came from a world where we use web services. Why do we need APIs now instead of web services?
1: So, I mean, uh, at a high level, APIs and web services are the same. I mean, define a service, right? A service is, is, is not a technical definition. A service is a, it's more of a conceptual definition, that you have something that's, you know, that can be reused and that can be consumed in a standard fashion. I think what APIs are adding to the table is the fact that they are more lightweight, Right, and the technology around there is a bit more, let's say, uh, aligned to to the world we're living in, where you really need to be fast-paced, right? Like Node.js frameworks, you can really write applications quite rapidly. And these frameworks really kind of are because they're built on top of Google V8 engine, for example. They tend to be, uh, they tend to uh, handle JSON objects, right, or, or HTTP methods quite nicely and natively. Okay. So it's just make it easier, right? But you don't, I mean, strictly speaking, you don't have to just use uh, REST and JSON, right? But uh, I think it's a, uh, I like. It because it's just lightweight and, and easy in a way, you know, and it's using the HTTP protocol the right way, as opposed to having, a, uh, let's say, a, an ab- abstract representation of the methods that you can do within an object, which is what web services do, right? You need to look at the whistle, and then within the whistle, you, you look at the operations within that object. But then if you look at the way you're using HTTP protocol, you're always doing a, you know, a post, for example or I get it and and, yeah. and that's not necessarily right if you if you you know want to comply with, with the OSI model for example
0: okay uh, last question oracle uh, is bringing uh, as part of the pass offering the api manager yeah um and it's coming out somewhere next year uh, why is it so important do we need to use it Put it this way.
1: I mean, uh, if you have the independent teams, right, building independent capabilities, right, that expose a, a reusable interface in the form of a REST API or of a software service, right, there's no real, you know, a reason why not to use either, right? Imagine how many, you know, services you will have in the you know, in the organization. There will be hundreds, right? Yeah. So if you don't have some sort of lightweight way to, to manage those endpoints, right, no one is going to know, first of all, what capabilities out there, People are going to start duplicating capabilities. There's not going to be control as to who's accessing what, right? There's not going to be a way to manage these independent teams and that community, right? So API management really brings a discipline to bring all of these things together without having to implement heavy processes, right? So you have things like an API portal where you can subscribe and do a discovery of what, you know, APIs are available, and an API could be, for example, uh, implemented in in a microservice, right? Or it could be an API within, you know, a traditional software platform, right? Because it's just a capability within a financial system, right? But the idea is is that, you know, you have some sort of capability to bring, you know, technology people and process without having to be too heavyweight and i keep emphasizing on that 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 you know ensures that that there's no duplication of effort and 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 that you know people can reuse and people can have visibility over what others are doing but most importantly right the means for an organization to 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 make these information assets available and even monetize on it which is a I i would say the most mature level of api management
0: okay with that i'd like to conclude this uh, short interview thanks very much yeah. Luis. And uh, have fun with your upcoming presentation in a half an hour. Yeah, if I have a boys lift, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye. bye. <laughs>